All right, well, let's uh, turn and uh, continue in Ezra, Ezra chapter 9, Ezra chapter 9. I drove through Canton when I was up in Ohio a couple weeks ago. Canton, Ohio. <laughs> Ezra chapter 9. Now, next time I want to go through, where were you born again? Amen. Were you born again? Yeah, see, Sharon was born in Aschaffenburg, and I was born again in Aschaffenburg. So, Renata was born in Aschaffenburg, too. <laughs> Renata was born there when I was in the military, and then Sharon was born there when we were missionaries. All right, Ezra 9, verses 1 through 6. Ezra 9, verses 1 through 6. Say this in the Word of God. Let me just separate my notes here. Ezra 9, verses 1 through 6. Say this. Now, when these things were done, the princess came to me, saying, The people of Israel and the priests and the Levites have not separated themselves from the people of the lands doing according to their abominations, even of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Perizzites, the Jebusites, the Ammonites, the Moabites, the Egyptians, and the Amorites. For they have taken of their daughters for themselves and for their sons, so that the holy seed have mingled themselves with the people of those lands. Yea, the hand of the princes and rulers hath been chief in this trespass. And when I heard this thing, I rent my garment and my mantle and plucked off the hair of my head and of my beard and sat down astonished. <laughs> then were assembled unto me everyone that trembled at the words of God of Israel because of the transgression of those that had been carried away. And I sat astonished until the evening sacrifice. And at the evening sacrifice, I rose up from my heaviness and having rent my garment and my mantle, I fell upon my knees. And spread out my hands unto the Lord my God, and said, O my God, I am ashamed and blush to lift up my face to thee, my God, for our iniquities are increased over our head, and our trespass is grown up into the heavens. And of course, he can, continues his prayer there, and let us go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you through the blood in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, again, we just thank you for being a good and merciful and gracious God. Lord, again, we pray uh, for those in uh, need tonight. Lord, we think of this uh, missionary family in South Africa. Lord, we just pray you give wisdom and uh, guide the doctors with what needs to be done there. Give grace and peace and uh, faith uh, to the family that they would rest in your faithfulness, Lord, as they uh, go through this. Lord, we think of Sister Meredith tonight. We think of Sister uh, Muxlow tonight and uh, others with uh, Sister Judy, Lord, others with physical need. Lord, thank you for uh, helping Sister Sherry to be here tonight and continue to <coughs> touch her. Lord, we thank of those uh, traveling, be with them. And uh, Lord, again, we just thank you for giving us a good VBS this week. Lord, we uh, uh, ask you, uh, Lord, to help us, and you did, and so we thank you for that. And uh, Lord, I pray you just uh, continue to encourage uh, us uh, here at the church and continue to build your church. Now, Lord, as we look at this thought tonight, may it challenge us in our Christian life. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So, of course, uh, we look at uh, here in Ezra 9, and we see uh, that uh, Ezra is confronted 
and uh, in this portion of Scripture, Ezra is confronted with the fact that those who are in Jerusalem have fallen into sin with the inhabitants of the land. Now, God is the great divider or separator. And because separation to God is the first requirement of a true Christian service, every believer must have his, of course, own separation experience. We think about having a salvation experience and about a service experience, but we should, as believers, should have a separation experience as well as we follow Christ to be enlarged in our, in our lives. Now, you know, today nobody wants to talk about biblical separation anymore. You don't hear much about it. Even I probably don't talk about it as much as I should, but it's an important thing uh, to understand as believers. Because normally when you talk about it these days, you're labeled either as a legalist or a Pharisee. But listen, you can teach and follow biblical separation without being either, and it is a part of being a Christian. So we don't need to back away from it. So remember this, taking the high road in your Christian life is about having a continuous desire for Christ, a continuous desire for Christ and what honors Him. So again, as we allow Christ to be enlarged in our lives, He will crowd out everything else. That's what we want. What John say? John the Baptist say in John 3, what He must increase and we must decrease. Now we know He can't get any bigger. So how, does, how do we make him big in our lives? By us becoming small and allowing him to take over more room so he can crowd us out and everything else out uh, in our lives. So again, notice some verses here, verses 9 through 4. Again, look at verse 1 and notice the things that uh, stand out here. Verse 1 says, Now when these things were done, the princess came to me, Ezra's talking here, saying, The people of Israel, now these are God's people, and the priests and the Levites, and these are supposed to be the leaders, have not what? Separated themselves from the people of the lands. Notice that statement, separated themselves from the people of the lands. And, and so what are they doing? They're doing according to their abominations. Hey, there's no difference between those that are supposed to be gods and those of the world. And then it mentions those, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, and others. So we see they had not separated themselves and they were doing according to the, their abominations. Verse 2, for they have taken of their daughters for themselves and for their sons. So the holy seed have mingled themselves with the people of those lands. Yea, the hand of the princes and rulers hath been chief in this trespass. Just a little side note here, the holy seed. Now, sometimes as chase a rabbit here and then we'll shoot it. But sometimes people take these verses, right? When they talk about uh, uh, marriage in between races and stuff like that, they'll take and they'll use these verses. Now the thought, the only reason that it was a situation about race was because Israel, right? They were looking for that promised seed, right? And, uh, uh, and those things. So the, they, they were supposed to stay pure as a people, right? And as a race, because they were looking for that that seed. So that's the thought there. So the principle here, right, is not about interracial marriage, even though there, we can talk about uh, that sometime. And usually when people hear my views, I don't know if they're surprised, right? But anyways, I'm not going to uh, chase that second rabbit. But the thought of here is really between the holy and the profane. And so that principle applies. That principle still applies, as we'll see that in the Word of God. And so notice that words, the holy seed have mingled themselves 
with the people of those lands. Yea, the hand of the princes and rulers hath been chief in this trespass. And so notice that word separated in verse 1. And I like this uh, thought of separated. It means to detach, to detach. And that's what we're supposed to do. When we get saved, we're supposed to detach ourselves, amen, uh, from the world. We're supposed to detach ourselves, and we have been detached from the flesh, but we're supposed to live in that reality. So when you think about that word, uh, separated, meaning detached, that's a good way uh, to think about it, and maybe that'll help you think, hey, what do I need to detach myself from now that I'm saved? And that's what we do. When we get saved, we start to detach ourselves. We're already detached in Christ, right? He detached us from all those things. But now we need to be living in the reality of that, amen? That we've been detached from those things. They don't have power of us anymore. So as believers, we're supposed to detach ourselves from things. And that word mingled, that word mingled themselves with the people of those lands. That word mingled means implies sharing or implies association at a meaningful level, at a deep level. Now, we know we have to, if one says, mingle with the world, right? Right, we got to talk to people, we got to witness to them, but not in the sense of a meaningful level. In other words, having relationships with them we shouldn't have, you know, in marriage and in business and other things like that. So we, 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 we mingle with them to a degree, but not in a, a serious degree where uh, their life is affecting ours, if you will. And then notice verse 4. What did he do? He says, Then war assembled unto me. Everyone, I, I love every time I see this statement, trembled at the words of the God of Israel. Trembled at the words of the God of Israel because of the transgression of those that had been carried away. And I sat astonished unto the evening sacrifice. Of course, that word trembled means those that gave reverence, serious reverence to the word of God, those that desired to be obedient to the word of God. They had that fear of God in their heart and they trembled at the word of God and they trembled that the word of God wasn't being followed. And we should tremble that the word of God is not being followed. Uh, Nehemiah, Right, of course, we know that Ezra and Nehemiah were contemporaries. You see uh, Ezra's name, their names in each other's book there. So Nehemiah was the same time period and mentions about separation and says this in Nehemiah chapter 10, verses 28 through 30, it says this, and the rest of the people, the priests, the Levites, the porters, the singers, the Nethanims, and all they that had separated themselves, thank God for that, had separated themselves from the people of the lands, Unto, notice that, separate themselves from and unto. We forget not only supposed to separate ourselves or detach ourselves from some things, but we're supposed to attach to some other things. Sort of like, uh, right, when, 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 a, when a boxcar is being uh, detached from one train and then they move it and it's hooked to another train going in another direction. Think of it that way, right? They, 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 right? Uh, uh, the, the, this uh, uh, this uh, boxcar is no longer going west, it's going east. So they have to move it to the train that's going in that direction. So we were attached, if you will, to a, a train going in one direction when we were lost. Now that we're saved, we're supposed to be detached, amen, and hook ourselves to the train going in the right direction, amen. We need to stay on track, is what I'm saying, amen. Stay on track. So that's the thought. So they separated themselves from the people of the lands 
unto the law of God, their wives, their sons, and their daughters, everyone having knowledge and having understanding. And if you have biblical knowledge and you have biblical understanding, then you will detach from what you're supposed to detach from and attach to what you are supposed to be attached to as a Christian and a child of God. It says in verse 29, and they clave to their brethren. That's a good thing to do when you get saved, amen? Uh, not to the brethren, as we say, but to the church, right? I'm not attached to the brethren. If you, some of you know what I mean by that. I'm not attached to the brethren, right? I don't consider myself one of them, but I do. I am attached to the church, amen? That's what I'm attached to. I'm attached to the church. I'm attached to the Word of God and the Lord. So, uh, and it says there, they're nobles and entered into a curse and an oath to what? That they would walk in God's law. They attached themselves to the word of God, which was given by Moses, a servant of God, and to observe and do all the commandments of the Lord, our Lord, and his judgments and his statutes. In verse 30 of Nehemiah 10, and that they would not Give our daughters unto the people of the land, nor take their daughters for our sons. And that's a, a good thing to remember, uh, young people, right? That we would not give our daughters unto the people of the land, nor take their daughters for our sons. So some good thoughts there about separation. So what did, uh, what did uh, Ezra do when he got this news? Well, we see through Ezra's example that biblical separation, right, begins with prayer. What did he do? He went to prayer. He said, hey, we need to have God move in. We need some separation among us. And so he took this matter uh, uh, to God. Notice that verses five and six it says, and at the evening sacrifice, I rose up from my heaviness and having rent my garments and my mantle, I fell upon my knees. Boy, that's the best thing to do. When you realize that you or uh, 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 the, the church, or uh, maybe uh, people in your family, that all of a sudden they're attached to something they shouldn't be attached to, and we have a spiritual problem, or if you realize you have a spiritual problem, that you're not, you find yourself attached to something you shouldn't be attached to, then you know what's the best thing to do? Is fall on your knees, amen? Just fall on your knees and take that thing and get that thing right with God. So whether you got to intercede for yourself or like Ezra, whether you got to in, uh, uh, intercede uh, uh, for the, the, the church, if you will, or somebody in your family, the best thing you need to do is take it to the Lord. So he fell upon his knees and he said, I spread out my hands unto the Lord, my God. Amen. Lifting up holy hands and said, oh my God, I am ashamed and I blush to lift my face to thee. Boy, now that's a good sign of somebody being serious about sin. Well, you know, uh, it's not just sad that the world doesn't blush anymore. It's sad that a lot of believers don't blush uh, anymore at things. And he blushed at what was going on there. Uh, I blush up to see my face, my God, for our iniquities are increased over our head and our trespass is grown up into the heavens. Well, we can certainly pray that, as we talked about this morning, for our nation that our trespasses have gone up over our head. So Christ, uh, Christ, when he prayed, prayed for his disciples. So here Ezra is praying for the people. But remember, when Christ was upon the earth, he prayed for his people concerning separation. 
Remember uh, uh, Christ's great prayer in John 17? Let me just give you a few verses out of that, what Christ prayed for his people when he was upon the earth. John 17, verses, beginning of verse 14, says this, I have given them thy word, and the world hated them. Why? Because they are not of the world. Jesus said that. Hey, they're not of the world. And we need to believe what Jesus said. He said, we're not of the world. Amen. And we need to take that to heart. We're not of the world. He said, even as I am not of the world. Well, you want to be like Jesus? Hey, I want to be like Jesus. Then you know what? Be not of the world. <laughs> he said, I'm not of the world. You want to be like Jesus? Don't be of the world. He said, I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world. So just like we talked about them being mingled, we have to mingle, if you will, to a certain degree. But there's a limit to that. We have to know the balance there as believers. So he said, don't take them out of the world. So we have to be in the world. We don't need to go live uh, in a monastery. We don't need to uh, separate our, our, ourselves uh, uh, to that uh, uh, degree. He says, I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from evil. That's, so it wasn't bad that the Jews were among those people the bad part was that they were mingled to the degree they were. The bad part was that the evil from those people, a man was slipping in and becoming the same evils among uh, what should be God's people. So I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but thou shouldest keep them from evil. Again, they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. He says that again. So good emphasis there. So he says there, they sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So he said, he turned to prayer, turned to the word of God. And Paul said this in Romans 1, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, look at this, separated unto the gospel. He said, I've been saved. I've been detached from religion. I've been detached from my old life. And now I've been attached to the gospel, amen, and serving, uh, serving uh, the Lord. What a wonderful thing uh, that is. So we see that by uh, uh, Ezra's example, the best way when you see a need for separation, when you see a need of something you need to work on, amen, take it to the Lord in prayer. If you'll go through Romans 1, I'm not going to take time to read all these verses, but there's some verse. I'll give you the verses. But in Romans 1, you see a few, th few of the blessings that flow out of the separation of the faith life. It says, one, as we saw in Romans 1, a desire to know God's Word. When, you, when your heart is where it should be and you're separated, you'll have a desire to know more of God's Word. You'll have a, you know, uh, uh, I think uh, probably tomorrow, uh, I'm going to finish the Bible again. You know, I don't know how many times I've read through the Bible that I've gotten saved, but you know what? Just the thought that I'm going to finish the Bible again is exciting to me. That's amazing. After all the, after 35 years that it's still exciting to me that I've read through the Bible, and I'm sure it is to you, right? Whether you're reading through your Bible this year or you're studying a topic or you're uh, doing a certain thing, that's a blessing. Think about that you're saved as long as you've been saved, and it's still exciting to you, right, that you're studying something from the Word of God. That shows something. That shows that you desire a life of separation. That shows that you desire a life to be detached from the world and a life to be attached unto the gospel, the things of God. That's a good sign. A desire to obey the Lord and please Him. Boy, I want to get in the Word and see 
how I can please my Lord. You'll, uh, Romans 1.5, Romans 1.8, you'll have a world vision and a, a burden to get the gospel out. It, it'll increase your prayer life. You'll, wanna, you'll, wanna, uh, be, you'll enjoy praying for others. How many people do you meet? You know, I told you the other day, I was talking to a, a, a lady on the phone uh, about something. Don't know if I ever have a chance uh, to meet her. But I, I, I said to her, I said, Colleen, I said, I want you to know Right now, I'm putting your name on my prayer list. And then I actually uh, had to call back, and I talked to her a few days later. And I said, do you know what I was able to say to her? Colleen, I want you to know I prayed for you today. I prayed for you today. That's a blessing. That's an encouragement to be able to say that to somebody. Boy, when you desire that separated life and a life that's close to him, you'll enjoy praying for people. And then you'll have the ability, amen, to discern, amen, faith in people's lives and things that please God. So uh, separation will lead you to prayer. And that prayer will uh, uh, give you that desire to move closer to God. And here's another great thing, because as you pray, as you're in the Word, separation and, and, and moving away from the world, you know what it does? It reveals God. It reveals God in a greater way in your life. Turn over to Exodus chapter 3, 33. Exodus chapter 33. In Exodus 33, God reveals His desire for His people to be separated to Him and from the world. Just before this passage, of course, the people had bro broken God's law by making and worshiping a graven image. You know, that, that's amazing. I, I just can't wait to see Aaron in heaven. So, so Aaron, exactly that happened. You threw the gold and boom, that cat popped. I just, just can you tell me that story one more time? I, I really want to really make sure I got, got that right. <laughs> Boy, you see, how, you see how foolish sin makes your mind, huh? Right. You know, your kids, your kids do something. And then all of a sudden, you know, some of the answers uh, they, they give. Yeah. So, uh, like, like Aaron. But in Exodus, let's look at verses 12 through 16. Moses was saying, notice what he says here. Exodus 33, 12 says this. And Moses said to the Lord, See, thou sayest unto me, bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and thou hast also found grace in my sight. God said, Moses said, God, you said this to me. Right? He was using God's word against him. Don't be afraid to use God's words against him. Show respect, right? But don't be afraid to use God's word uh, 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 against him. He wants us to. Now, therefore, I pray thee, if I found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee. Look, show me the way. Why? Why do I want to know the way more clear? That I may know thee. Isn't that what Paul said? That I may know him in the power of his resurrection? That I may know thee. That I may find grace in thy sight. And consider that this nation is thy people. And he said, now look what the Lord said, My presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. He prayed. He said, Lord, we, I, I want this to be a separated people unto you, and the evidence that we're a separated people is your presence. That's what we're going to see here. And God said, well, okay, I want people to know you're separated. And so you know what? My presence is going to be evidence in your midst. Boy, that's what our should prayer. God, I want your presence to be evidence in my life so that people know I'm yours, so that people know I'm separated unto you. Look at verse 15. And he said unto him, if thy presence go not with me, carry us not. That's not a pence. Lord, what's the use of going if you're not with us? Now notice verse 16. For wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? How are people going to know that we're really yours? Is it not that thou goest with us? Look, so shall we be separated. 
What separated us, right? We went to God in prayer. We said, God, we want your presence to be evidence in our life. He said, okay, I'm going to make my, my presence evidence in your midst. And that's how they're going to know that you've been separated unto me. That should be our prayer. Lord, as I, as I you know, uh, uh, Zach, you, you asked, remember you asked me a question. You texted me about what to do at work. Right, here's a good answer. Right? What did he ask? They asked. They said, God, let your presence, your presence be evident in my life. Right? Like they say, preach the word, use words if you have to. Sometimes we need to talk to people about the Lord. Sometimes we just need to show the Lord. Sometimes we need to learn about being a Christian. Sometimes we just need to go out and act uh, like a Christian. And so that's a good prayer, right? And that's a good prayer for it. Lord, let your presence be evidence in my life so that they know that I'm separated unto you. And I and thy people from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. You know, when we're, we're at work, we want to be a witness for the Lord. Now, we got to make sure we're doing our job. You know, I witnessed a lot when I was in the military, but I made sure that I was doing my job so that they uh, couldn't say anything when I witnessed uh, in, the, in the downtime. Now, I witnessed through my actions at work, and then after work, I, I witnessed a little bit more uh, with my words. And if you got to take a stand, take a stand. I remember one time I worked for a company, and my boss wasn't the most uh, honest person. He was the owner of the company. He came to me and said, hey, Jeff, maybe we can get some more sales if we do, you know, one, two, three. And I said, nope, I don't do things like that. I said, not me. He said, you won't do that? I said, nope. If you want to fire me, go ahead. Here's the thing. Uh, if I ever work a job, I never worry about getting fired because my trust isn't in that job or that boss. My trust is in the Lord. And so if, if I get fired for taking a stand, well, you know, big deal. <laughs> Amen. Uh, the, Lord, uh, uh, the Lord will take, uh, take, take care, of, care of me. But again, showing, Lord, I want your presence to be with me so that people will know I'm separated unto you. So God responded, my presence shall go with you. And the presence of God separates us. And that's what makes the difference. There is a rest. There's a peace in knowing that you are following the Lord. And you can have that rest, even though everything around you might be falling apart. You can have that rest and peace because you have the presence of God and you know you've been separated unto him. It continues on in verses 17 through 19. It says this, And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also. Hey, he says, I'm going to take it a step further. That thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. And he said, isn't that a wonderful thing? God said, hey, I know you by name. Man, I'm jealous of Moses. Don't be jealous of Moses because what Jesus say? I know my sheep, amen. I know them by name. So, hey, we're doing as good as he is. He said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness to pass before thee, and I will reclaim the name of the Lord before thee, and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. So God tells Moses that he will show him his glory by making his goodness Pass before him. God has been good to us, and he has showed himself to us, and we praise him for that. Say, God, amen, make yourself real in my life so it can be real before those that I live before. Biblical separation is allowing the presence of the Lord to remove us from the evil influence of the world in our hearts. When we are crucified with Christ, we become dead to the things of this world, right? What does dead mean? It means we've been detached from those things, separated, detached from these things. And the things of this world become dead to us. They become detached from us. 
We find all our satisfaction in the Lord Jesus Christ. Here's a good verse, Galatians 6, 14. But God forbid that I should glory, what? Save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me, amen, and I unto the world. Through Jesus Christ, amen, I've been detached from the world, and the world has been detached from me, and I've been detached to God and the things of God. I've been separated through that action of the gospel of Jesus Christ having its way in my life. So we need to realize that separation is a vital part of being a Christian and is required as a Christian. Ezekiel uh, uh, 44, 23 says this, and they shall teach my people the difference between the holy and profane and cause them to discern between the unclean and the clean. See, that's what, that's the the preacher's job, right? The people that teach us. Let me read that verse again. They shall teach my people the difference between the holy and profane. That's what we're supposed, we're supposed to know the difference. We're believers. We should know the difference between right and wrong, between good and better, and cause them to discern. Well, that's the thing about being saved. When you walk with God, you're going to have that discernment. You're going to see things that others don't see. You're going to know things that others don't know when you walk, just like the disciples. They saw things others didn't see. They knew things others didn't know. Why? Because they walked close to the Lord. And even though when we walk close to the Lord, we should be able to see things that others don't see and notice things that others don't notice because we have that spiritual discernment as we walk with God. Before we can serve God, we must separate ourselves to the Lord. When Ezra returned to Jerusalem, at first everything appeared to be ready, but then the princess came and told him the people had become polluted. Right? We as uh, preachers, uh, 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 Sunday school teachers, whatever, should teach God's people the difference between things that are holy and given to God and the profane. Christians should avoid certain conversations in certain places. The scriptures settle many of the great issues of our day in which people have become so entangled, so mingled, like we read about in Ezra. When we are separated to the Lord, he gives us boldness to speak the truth, but speak the truth in love. Finally, uh, uh, notice this. Turn over to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. And notice that the separated life, Again, though it's not always the easy life, I've said it before, the Christian life is not an easy life, but it's the best life. But the separated life will be rewarded. Here in 2 Corinthians 6, we sort of see the same thought that we see in Ezra, but brought up to date for the church. Brought up to date for the church. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. You see, that was the main issue there in Ezra. They were connected with unbelievers. Right? For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? Good questions. Questions that we should know the answer to. What concord has Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? The temple of God, not this building, but amen, you as an individual. For ye, that's you, this is talking to the individuals here, individually, right, individually, ye are the temple of the living God. And as God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. Think about that. 
You're saved. God is dwelling in you. God is walking in you. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. The people, the, the nation of Israel in the Old Testament, right? You are no less the people of God than they were. Matter of fact, even more so, because at this time you have the Spirit of God living in you. What a wonderful thing that is. Wherefore, come out from among them, and what? Be ye separate. Be ye detached, right? Be ye detached, if you will, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. What wonderful, powerful verses to help us and encourage us to be separated Christians, separated believers. First Peter 3.17 says this, For it is better... If the will of God be so that ye suffer for well-doing than for evil-doing. Listen, if I'm going to have to go through things in this life, if I'm going to have to suffer anyways, well, then I want it to be right because I'm trying to do right. I'd rather, you know, if you do wrong, you know you're going to suffer, right? For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. So if I'm going to have to go through things, anything in this life, I want it to be because I was living for the Lord. I want it to be, but for some reason, even though I was doing my best to walk with God, for whatever reason, God allowed that thing in my life. And so I know at the end of the day, that effort is going to be rewarded instead of uh, judged by because uh, it was for the wrong reason. So in these verses, we find another key passage on the subject of separation. As we witness to those who are lost, we must not become involved in their disobedience, right? In the world, but not of the world, right? Mingled, but not, amen, uh, to the wrong level. God's word shows us how we are to live. Let me give you another verse from Ezra. Ezra 6.21 says this, And the children of Israel, which were come again out of captivity... This is chapter 6. And all such as, look at this, had separated themselves unto them from the filthiness, separated themselves from the filthiness of the heathen of the land. To what? To seek the Lord God. That should be our testimony in 2022. Our testimony as children of God, as a church of God, should be that we have separated ourselves from the filthiness of the heathen of this land. Why? To seek the Lord. Amen. The God of, there it says the God of Israel, but for us, the God of the church. So I recommend to you the separation of the faith life. Once you've trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, amen, we now have the ability, to, of course, to have a relationship with God and to come into close fellowship with the Lord. So let us live our life to the point, amen, where we know his blessing to the fullest because we have detached from the things we need to be detached from and we made a decision to be attached to the things we should be attached to as believers. God desires to draw us to himself in order to make himself known to us and through us to the rest of the world. He works in us, amen, and then through us. Lord, do in me so you can do through me. That's the principle, amen. Do in me so you can do through me, right? Evaluate, we must evaluate our secret life with God. Allow the Lord to crowd out the things of the world that are keeping you from us from being separated. Lord, what needs to be, what do I need to detach from? Is there anything in my life I'm attached to that I need to detach from as a believer, understand that the evil influence of the world will hinder our service for God. And we must allow Christ, again, to crowd out the things that keep others from seeing the Lord in us. The next step of obedience, 
right? What is that? Say, Lord, what is my next step of obedience in my walk with you? And as we obey what we know God wants us to do, the Lord will bring us closer to himself. Lord, as Moses said, Lord, I've seen all that you can do, but that's not enough. I want to see you. Amen. Lord, I've seen all the things you can do. I've seen what you've done in my life, and that's great, but I want to see you. That's what, right? That's what uh, uh, Paul uh, wanted, and that should be the desire of our heart. And so, uh, uh, Lord, as we, as we, uh, uh, as we move uh, forward, again, uh, uh, I want to be a witness to those uh, around me. And, uh, you know, I, I just want to say this about Zach. The other day, he, he, I got a, I got, when I got that uh, text, hope you don't mind me putting you on the spot there, Zach. But when I got that text and he was asking me about, you know, uh, he was trying to witness to somebody at work and some things that happened, I said, man, that, that's a blessing. That's a blessing. You know, Zach's just made a profession a few months ago, and he, he's, he sent me texts about where he's reading the Word of God. He sent me uh, texts asking about the things of God. The other day I get a text about uh, uh, the proper way to witness to, to somebody at work. That's a good testimony. Amen? And that's a, that, that, that shows me something. Amen? That something must You know, I was like, man, it sounds to me like the dynamite went off. Amen? The dynamite went off. And uh, that's, a, that's exciting uh, to say. And so that's why we need to, amen, can, uh, pray for him and pray uh, for one another. Say, Lord. And that's what we're learning, Zach. Zach, 35 years down the road, I'm still saying, hey, Lord, I want to be detached from what I need to be detached from and attached to what I do need to be attached to. I want to make sure, amen, I stay hooked to the train going in the right direction. Let's pray.